0: Let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify, which is the easiest way to make a podcast and the app that I use to make this podcast 5 Tool firefighter It's everything you need all in one place. First, Anchor has all the tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. If you host off Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and many others. Everything you need all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor Welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to continue talking about building construction. The last episode, it was just myself. We talked type one, type two construction, fire resistive, non combustible. This episode, we're going to talk specifically on ordinary type three construction, brick and joints. So that's all we're going to talk about today. Very short podcast, maybe about 15, 20 minutes long. We're going to get into it just discussing what ordinary construction is in a nutshell. And the dangers that it poses under fire conditions. Just like we talked about, building construction, fire conditions are two areas that go well well together, not in a good way, but it's always good to know your building construction and how it handles under fire conditions, which will help support your strategy and tactics on that on that scene. So let's get right into it. Ordinary construction, often known as brick and joist. Really, what does that mean? Well, this refers to a building whose exterior walls, first off, start with that, are constructed with a non-combustible material. Brick, concrete, clay tiles. But the interior, the floor of the walls, the ceiling membrane, everything inside the structure, inside the box, is wood. Now, if you look at type 3 construction and you compare it to type 1 and 2 size-wise, nothing else but just the size, type 3 is generally much smaller in size, but that doesn't mean, because it's smaller in size, it doesn't have many avenues of concern. It actually has a greater concerns because of the type of type of construction it is. Like I said, it's outside is a non-combustible, inside is wood. So what's that gonna have, what's that gonna do? It's, it's gonna do a lot of things for firefighters. It's gonna put a, pose a lot of threats to firefighters. And it often has to do with the alterations. Of these, of these structures, of these type of structures, why? Well, when you're trying to sell a home, sell a building, sell some type of occupant, real estate, you wanna keep the the inside of the building, the guts of the building up to date. It wants to be appeasing to the people who are looking to rent or buy, whatever you're trying to do. So you need to keep up the alterations because society around you keep, is, is making changes. You wanna keep it up with the same type of changes that are going on around you. So, that's what these owners and these renters are doing. They're altering these structures. What are they doing? Well, they're starting to do things to add value to that property, to improve that property. Curb appeal, eye appeal, interior eye appeal, eye appeal. Because you need to accommodate either the current tenant or your future tenants if it's an open space. So, what type of alterations are these people doing inside these structures? Which are Crucial for firefighters. Well, we're gonna talk about adding drop ceilings. What do drop ceilings do? It cuts the utility costs. Plain and simple, you're lowering the ceiling. So less space for hair for eat, excuse me, heat and air to go. Lowering the cost. Higher ceilings obviously gonna cost more. So you want to cut the cost, add some drop ceilings. Well, you might want to change or split the occupancy or Maybe the person coming in wants to divide things out to have offices or different rooms. Well, now you're adding partition walls up through the structure. Over time, the building might have been deteriorating or might not be up to code anymore. Plumbing code, electric code. So now what you have to do is you have to upgrade the power box. You have to upgrade the plumbing. That could cause problems based on many different things. Human error, faulty wiring, faulty plumbing, age of the building, that all could happen during the modernization of alterations of the building. Now these make it look great, right? We talked about how these owners or these renters are doing these things to make these buildings look great and add value to the structure because they want long-term profit. These buildings are, these people are hoping that these buildings stay up for the long-term and they can make as much profit out of this as possible and continually renovating. You see this all the time, renovating these buildings left and right. You see them in all type of areas. Doesn't matter, urban, suburban. If you got them, people are updating these things day in and day out, legally and illegally. So we're not getting into that area, but it's happening. And this is where the dangers are posed to firefighters under fire load. This is where the dangers are heightened. Why is that? Well, we, I kind of talked on it. What is the drop ceiling? The first one I mentioned was a drop ceiling, right? A drop ceiling. These are, are what? They're, 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 they're creating added void spaces or more than one. And this is where fire can travel through, throughout the structure, because that ceiling now is lower. and You have an open area above it, and if you partition things off, obviously the the void space above it, that drop ceiling isn't partitioned off. So what does that do? It presents firefighters with the task of having to open up ceilings and wall above, below, and around that seat of the fire to avoid or to cut off that fire traveling in that cockloft, loft, void space, whatever. That's what you're doing now. Now you're doing more work inside because now you have to open that up. You have to probably go open up some walls around, this, around that seat of the fire above it in different areas and find where that fire is traveling to cut it off. Time-consuming, takes a lot of work. It's exhausting You're using more manpower to do a lot more things than you were doing in type one, type two. But this is the most common you're going to find in, in the virus. And what else it's going to do? It's spreading that fire around through them, through them cop-offs, through them void spaces. But what it's also doing is it's presenting something else, which is now going back to fire behavior a little bit more talk about fire spread and void space. But now we're getting even deeper, understanding your fire, fire behavior. Well, your back, your risk of backdrafts now increase because there's a lack of oxygen. That fire travel there's no lack of, now you're introducing all this oxygen into here or heavy smoke is going up there. All this oxygen, Without understanding how that's working, where you're making that cut to open up, you could be looking for a bad day. And what else happens by adding drop ceilings is interior collapse. The interior membranes. Because the heat and the fire is wearing apart the structure of that void space. Oh, I mean of that um, drop ceiling. It's... Eating away at it, and it's prone to an interior collapse. Well, what else? What else is? No, we talked about keeping up the aesthetics of the building, right? The aesthetics also is a parapet wall. A parapet wall is the is just a it's just basically a wall. Basically, it is a wall that extends above the roof level, giving the illusion that the building's a lot larger than it really is. And it doesn't mean inches; it could mean feet. It varies based on the building, based on the design. And it's above the roof level. From the roof level up, there's a wall. It's an illusion. It's an illusion to the street. And the one thing you want to do talking to going into tactics is if you're ever going to go off a parapet wall or have to go over a parapet wall to get onto that roof, you always want to have a ground ladder, have some tools sounded to make sure that it the roof is structurally sound, the parapet wall sound and you're getting on on and off that roof the most safest way you possibly could if you have to go over a parapet wall to do so. But it's not just nice to look at. It's not there for decorative purposes. not the only reason it's there. That is one of the reasons. There is a lot more I wrote about it, but before we get into it, talk about it a little bit more right here is it's actually helping the protect the building from the elements. In what ways? Such as fire protection, improve wind up resist lift resistance, vapor pressure relief. And these are for the old masonry buildings. Because what happens? These buildings, they need protection. They're a few stories up. This is going to help. And if you want to read more on that, the, I wrote an article on the Fire Tribune, parapet walls. I'll put the link of that in the show notes. It goes more in depth of the parapet wall. All the different things about it, how it works, the, the drainage for it. Every little thing about the roof, the parapet walls, and I have some pictures of different parapet walls that I've took, I've taken um, at the time. So I'll put that in the show notes, fires parapet wall article. You can read more on parapet walls. But when you get into under fire opera, when you get into into fire operations and parapet walls, they are prone to collapse. They're prone to collapse. Well, there's reasons for that. One, it could be because of despair. They've fallen into despair because they have not been – or disrepair, not despair. fallen into disrepair because they haven't been maintained properly. Regular maintenance hasn't taken place. The building was just let go of on on the exterior. The walls weren't checked. They weren't maintained. Potential, as the, the building's weakening, now you have this parapet wall extending above it. Well, it's already weak. It's not holding up much. Keep an eye off because the wall in itself, the wall, the powerful wall in itself is basically is supported by a horizontal steel I beam that's going through the length of the front of the structure. That's it. So what did we talk about so far? We talked about the drop ceiling and fire getting into the Void space above that the common cock loft. So what's going to happen now? Now you're starting to see the the picture, the puzzle being put together. Well, if fire gets above the drop ceiling, and you have a steel I-beam that's running across the front of that structure, and a fire is in that area, runs across the structure. Well, now that steel I-beam has the potential to be exposed to high heat. Potential failure. The thing about these is there's no one way these things are going to collapse or fall. They can go all in one piece, they can fall in many pieces. And the other thing we talked about, right, when you talked about type reconstruction is the changing of occupancies. And that also has to do with the potential hazards to parapet walls. It also has to do with the potential dangers inside. With the parapet wall and the change in occupancy, A new owner or a new leasee wants signage. Well, that's going to be placed over the existing parapet wall, right? So that is also reducing the integrity of the wall, anchoring through the wall itself. You know, you're mounting it on the wall. You're adding to the load, you're increasing its fail potential. And you're also putting it under stress. It's being put under stress while under fire conditions or collapse conditions because you're anchoring these things to the wall. And the more times you change it, it, should be repairing the wall. And these are things that are out of our control. But these are the most common things of type 3 construction that there is under fire conditions. The change in the occupancy, the additions of drop ceilings, the interior design alterations that are going to happen, partitioned walls. drop ceiling, partition walls, parapet walls, electrical changes, plumbing, all the different renovations that are gonna be taking place inside of this brick and joist, this ordinary construction. That is posing threats to firefighters under fire conditions. And you know what we can't we can't run through them all. Every single building and occupancy to know what's going on. But we have to be keen to understanding these areas and being very smart and reporting what we're seeing from the out from the inside back to the outside and from the outside back to the inside during activated fire alarms during fire inspections during different walkthroughs or hell if you're just going through these maybe it's a store that you go to during shift you want to pick some stuff up taking note of what's going on or if you're driving back from the station or going somewhere and you see that take note oh look they're renovating inside of that structure Maybe we can try to get a walkthrough of that with the building owner one day and and the the person running a job because that is how you're going to understand and learn what's really taking place in there because the worst thing you want to do is walk into a type 3 construction blindsided, blindfolded, not knowing what's going on, not understanding that, yeah, you were there three years ago and there was no drop ceiling, but now there is. Because the building hasn't been you haven't been going there for a while due to the fact that no one's been occupying it but they've been renovating it maybe the upstairs now which were offices now we're living quarters illegally we'll say that but just thinking of those things thinking a little outside the box but that's understanding when you're looking at building construction type three Looking at, yes, I understand how this building is constructed. I know what goes into building it. Great. But do I know what's actually going to harm us the most? What our most – what our largest dangers are outside of whatever potential shit that people put inside these structures. What they're housing in there is the structure itself. All things considered, think of the structure itself. And then start looking at what type of occupancy it is. What is really – who's occupying the restaurant? What type of restaurant? What do they have? they have a hazard sign on their window? Now you're seeing that more and more coming out, the hazmat sign, the diamond, on different structures. And knowing what that, what's in there? But not knowing what's just in there, but what's around it and how that – what's in there, how that is going to play into what's housing it. Because without that, you're only fighting part of the battle. You're not fighting the whole thing. And that's Type 3 in a nutshell. I got to write out my book, The Five Tool Firefighter. That's what I have today for the Five Tool Firefighter book on Type 3 Ordinary Construction Brick and joists. On top of that, you can pick up the book. It's on Amazon, it is in paperback and ebook form on Amazon, like I said. It's on thefirehousetribune.com slash shop in paperback form. I get those out. If you, get, if you put an order in today, I get them out the next day. On top of that all, we also have a bunch of other stuff you guys can check out to benefit you. You can go to the website, thefirehousetribune.com. You can read the articles on there. A bunch of people writing different articles, different topics, health and wellness, leadership, mentorship, fitness, strategy and tactics, building construction. It's all on there. What else we have is this YouTube channel. We have the Kitchen Table web series. We do once a month. They're not the best. We don't have videographers. We're doing this straight out of our homes, off our phones, off our laptops. And we're just being two guys having some real talk. It might be all over the place. It might not be. But we're having a topic, and we're talking about it like any two people would be doing. Sitting around, unscripted, and just going with it. And seeing what comes out of it. Go to YouTube channel, firehousetribune.com, firehouse, firehouse tribune, subscribe to YouTube channel, check out the videos. If you have topics you want us to kind of BS on, email us, editor at the DM us on Instagram, FH Tribune, check and let us know what you want to hear us babble about, and we'll talk. Or if you have a topic for the podcast, send that out to us too. I'll be glad to talk about it, bring guys on to talk about it. Don't matter to me. Because the best thing about being a 5 tool firefighter is being well-rounded. That's what it's all about. It's being the best well-rounded version of yourself. You can be in the fire service and out. There's only one chapter in the book. Based basically, that's Firematics. The rest is all about bettering yourself. Now, If you want to better yourself, you can also make some smart choices. Put some good fuel into your body. Origin USA, my friends over there, 10% off if you use the promo code FH Tribune. Jocko supplements. I'm actually drinking a Jocko Go as we do this podcast. Protein, vitamin D, krill oil, joint warfare. But they also have apparel, lifestyle apparel, workout gear, equipment. They have uh, kettle bales, Indian clubs, plyo boxes. Everything sourced and made right here in America without any compromise. If you want anything 10% off from Origin USA, it's in the show notes. FH Tribune at checkout, you get 10% off Forever. We also are now proud to say we are now partners with Frontline Optics. This is a first responder-based sunglass company. I wear them. I wear Frontline Optics. I love them. They're polarized sunglasses. They look good. They're stylish. They're for on and off duty, however you want to wear them. I actually have the Ghost Natto, and I'm looking at a couple more pairs of myself with different ones, the Dell... The Strand, the Paloma, all different kinds. But if you want to check them out and get some, and get some good shades and support, a, a fellow firefighter-based first responder-based company out of California, FrontlineOptics.com. Use the promo code FH Tribune, or in the profile of the Fire Tribune, you can go on, and click the link, bring you right to it. FH Tribune, you get 10% off sunglasses. So check them out, and if you really want to help first responders, Fire Alarm Task Force. Our brother Steve Green doing great things for firefighters for firefighters, first responders in general. Donate any amount of money you want to the webinars, to the foundation, doesn't matter, however, you want to donate your money. And that money goes directly to first responders in need. As a matter of fact, Steve just did a donation just the other day for firefighters in Illinois. For firefighters that their firehouse was vandalized by kids. They came in and they vandalized the firehouse. Steve quickly saw it and quickly made sure he donated the foundation, donated money to help with the renovation costs of that building. That's what he's doing. That's his mission. I am part of that mission, as is Andy Starnes. And we are trying to do everything we can inside fire training. training. And to help first responders in any way we possibly can. So check them out, Alarm Task Force Corp. The link is also in the show notes. Donate whatever you can to help out first responders. That's all I have for you today, guys. Until next time, work hard, stay safe, live inspired. To today's episode of the five tool firefighter podcast if you like what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also please leave us a rating and don't forget to pick up the book the five tool firefighter available on amazon at thefirehousetribune.com Till next time work hard stay safe and live inspired